It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Brian Kilmeade. I'm Kennedy. I'm Sean Duffy, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. I'm John Saucier. The tension in the Middle East just couldn't be higher right now as the eyes of the world are cast on this war between Israel and Hamas. U.S. troops stationed in the area are being pestered and in some instances even injured in attacks by Iranian-funded proxy groups. The attacks are getting more uh, precise. They clearly are trying to test the U.S. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. The United States is involved in this war between Israel and Hamas, not only in strong support of Israel, but also in providing weapons to Israeli defense forces who are fighting to root out terrorism in the form of Hamas. And as the war continues, the situation has become more dangerous for American troops stationed in the Middle East. Since October 17th, there's been an estimated 40 attacks on these U.S. bases and outposts in Syria and Iraq. We're speaking today with Fox News Chief National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin, reporting from the Pentagon. Uh, it's a combination of, of one-way drones that are being fired at these bases. Most of those are being shot down by U.S. forces and are not making it into the base. But back around October October 17th to the 19th, uh, one of those drones did land. And in fact, uh, there were a number of traumatic brain injuries and concussions and injuries that were uh, that were uh, reported at the Al-Assad base in Iraq. And after that, you'll remember on October 26th that the U.S. carried out a pair of airstrikes to try and sort of regain some deterrence, hit some of the weapons facilities that the Iranian proxies were using in these strikes. They've also been using more um, multiple rocket launchers and rockets uh, firing them at the bases. But from what I understand from CENTCOM, a lot of those rockets are, are falling far short of the bases. In fact, in many cases, they are landing about a mile away from the base. So that's pretty far in terms of um, threats. But in terms of constant uh, annoyance and having to be vi- vigilant and having to uh, stop particularly these one-way drones that are being fired um, at the U.S. troops, that is becoming really almost a daily occurrence with really from two to five attacks a day. Since the October 26 airstrikes that the U.S. carried out with an F-16 and F-15 on the border inside Syria on the border with Iraq against those Iranian proxies, uh, the number of attacks have doubled. So you had about 20 attacks up till that point. There are 40 now. And in fact, this morning, there was a report off the coast of Yemen, the Houthis, uh, the the Houthis in Yemen, who are also Iranian back there military uh, spokesman claims to have uh, fired on and brought down a U.S. MQ-9 Reaper drone. That would be a $30 million piece of equipment if that is, in fact, uh, confirmed. So the attacks are getting more uh, more uh, precise. Uh, they clearly are trying to test the U.S. That's why when Secretary of State Tony Blinken was in, went to, uh, went to Baghdad, he was delivering a warning to the Iraqis, basically, to try and get the 
these uh, these Shia militias under control because uh, very soon I think you're really finding that the, the pressure is building for the U.S. to respond. You mentioned these Shia militias. Who else is behind these attacks? We always mention Iranian proxies, but can we get a little more specifics? We got the Houthis. We have the Shia. Who else? Well, well, it depends where you're talking about. In Yemen, you're talking Houthis, and they are, you know, Shia-aligned, uh, Iranian-backed. They've been given arms and weapons and money by the Iranians as part of that civil war in Yemen. Uh, the U.S. has had a counterterrorism uh, strike force and, and drones over Yemen for a, a long time going after al-Qaeda uh, there. So so that that's, you know, the Houthis had also a very uh, a near miss. There, there was a missile that was fired towards Ilat in Israel that was intercepted by a U.S. warship in the in the Red Sea. Uh, if that had landed in a lot, that would have been a huge escalation in the conflict. So the Houthis are certainly uh, putting on a show uh, with their missiles uh, fired from Yemen towards Israel. Uh, but then it, it, U.S. doesn't really have bases on the ground in Yemen. So they're, they're really targeting uh, U.S. warships, U.S. Uh, surveillance drones. Uh, but then if you're talking Syria and Iraq in Syria, the U.S. has about 900 troops at a, a few small outposts and bases. They're there as part of the anti-ISIS mission. Uh, they work side by side with the Kurdish SDF, the Syrian Defense Forces. Um, if they weren't there, there is a large refugee camp of um, called Al-Hol, where there are about 30 to 50,000 families of ISIS fighters that have been um, contained there since the ISIS fight, uh, since the destruction of ISIS by the U.S. military and the SDF. If they weren't there, then the SDF is going to not guard that camp, and you're going to have those people flowing out into not only the Middle East, but possibly into Europe. Uh, Iraq, you have about 2,500 U.S. troops. You've got an air base up in Erbil. You've got the Al-Assad air base. Um, You've got the Baghdad, the large embassy in the Baghdad compound in Baghdad and they are taking um, they're taking a lot of pot shots at these at these troops and again the US does not want to destabilize Iraq and so that's why you saw on October 26 that the airstrikes were carried out in Syria but it's getting awfully close and if a, if if a US service member is killed or injured uh, in the in the coming days I would be shocked if the US uh, did not did not respond they have they have kind of held fire till this point because it's so delicate what's happening in Gaza. There's a lot of negotiations going on behind the scenes with uh, Arab leaders trying to get the hostages out of Gaza, including Americans that are there. Uh, They don't want to disrupt that, but they also need to send a a, a stronger message to Iran to get these proxies under control. The question is whether these proxies will actually all listen to uh, a messaging from the IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. Uh, That's how they get their their weapons, but but there's a loose affiliation at times where where it's not really clear that the proxies will always listen to their masters in Tehran. Jennifer, I read a report this week that the United States has moved a nuclear powered submarine and nuclear capable submarine into the area of the Middle East. Um, do you have any details on that? Where it is, what it is, what it's capable of? Well, it's what's significant is there is usually a nuclear-powered submarine, Ohio-class submarine with, you know, 154 Tomahawks on board that travels with the aircraft carrier strike groups. We've been reporting that the USS Ford aircraft carrier strike group is still in the Eastern Med. Uh, the USS Eisenhower joined the Ford for some exercises uh, last week for three days. And then when the Eisenhower, which was slated to move through the Suez Canal and head over to the Persian Gulf, uh, again, a, 
a message to Iran that that the U.S. means business. Uh, for the first time uh, in my memory, U.S. Central Command uh, issued a not only a photograph but a statement saying that the um, and they they showed the Ohio class uh, submarine, the USS Florida, uh, after it had crossed through the Suez and it was uh, in the Red Sea area with traveling uh, with that USS Eisenhower. So this is significant. It definitely is designed to send a message. Uh, but these messages of deterrence, uh, these large aircraft carrier strike groups, Tehran may be getting the message, but the Iranian proxies on the ground in Iraq, Syria, and the Houthis in Yemen don't seem to be getting the message. Nobody wants to see this war between Israel and Hamas escalate into an even greater, more regional conflict. But the threat of that happening is very real, especially with attacks on American military positions in the Middle East and an increase in U.S. military power being brought into the region. We're speaking today with Fox News Chief National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin. She's brought us up to speed on this chessboard and how movements both inside and outside Gaza and Israel are affecting everyone involved. But is China sticking their nose in as well? We're going to talk about that right after this. Do you think that these Iranian proxy groups who have been firing upon U.S. positions, I mean, you mentioned some of the injuries that obviously brain injury is no small thing to happen to a U.S. troop in Iraq. But do you think that the reason no one has been killed is because these groups haven't actually really tried or is it because that the United States is just very good defensively when it comes to our troops overseas? I think it's a combination. I think some of these groups are, uh, I think they're trying. I think some of their weapons aren't that good. And I also think the U.S. has um, some amazing missile defenses and uh, and, and close-range defenses against um, some of these uh, these drones and, and rockets. But once, you know, at some point, uh, these these drones, these rockets, they can overwhelm those. Um, you know, if they f- decide to flood the zone with with a number of them at the same time, one could get through, and God forbid somebody is killed or or facing a serious injury, uh, it, it is going to escalate very very quickly. I, I can tell you that U.S. Central Command is chomping at the bit and and very uh, frustrated at the ongoing the fact that these uh, attacks are continuing. Um, the president and the White House and the Pentagon have to look at a number of considerations um, in terms of striking back. But I think there's increasingly the mood is that that this can't go this can't go on. And uh, while they're grateful that most of the injuries have been minor, um, two people, I think, were flown to Landstuhl, Germany for but are stable. They they most everybody else um, have returned to duty. Uh, but these you know, it's 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 certainly um an annoyance. It's scary. It puts our forces on defense when they're supposed to be there observing ISIS and going after ISIS. Um, it's They feel like sitting ducks at these bases. Um, obviously, the goal of Iran and their proxies is to try and push the U.S. out of the Middle East to get uh, the U.S. to pull out of Iraq and out of Syria. Uh, they believe that the U.S. is sort of weak need when it comes to the Middle East. And, and I think they're misreading the situation because, uh, frankly, pulling out of the those bases uh, would leave a vacuum and then Iran would move in and you'd have a Shia crescent from Iran all the way to um, to Beirut. And that's something that the U.S. really can't stand for at this point. We're speaking today with Fox News Chief National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin. All right, Jennifer, we know the United States has military assets in the Middle East. We're watching all these situations that you were just mentioning there. But we also are concerned about China. What is their influence in the region? And do they have military assets in position also? 
Well, it's very interesting. I mean, the, the, the Chinese do not have the reach that the U.S. military has in terms of the Middle East. But what we have uh, confirmed are reports and concerns that the administration has uh, that Oman has been in discussions with the Chinese government about setting up a Chinese military base in Oman. Now, that's interesting because Oman has really played a role in the past of kind of the Switzerland of the Middle East, trying to negotiate and mediate, but not get involved militarily. Um, Militarily, And so for them to be playing footsie with the Chinese military at this point, it would then add to China's reach. Of course, China set up a an air base right next to the U.S. air base um, in Djibouti, where uh, the U.S. flies a lot of their drones over North Africa and, um, and even over towards Yemen. Uh, that base in Djibouti, suddenly in the last five years, the Chinese air base has popped up right next to that base. They're certainly spying on the U.S., um, but also uh, trying to go toe-to-toe. So the, the, there are certainly signs that China is trying to move um, and create bases not only in in the Middle East, but we also have been reporting on their attempts to get ports and bases in um, uh, and satellite launch points in Latin America, right in the U.S. backyard. Scary stuff there, and we appreciate the reporting. Fox News Chief National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin of the Pentagon. Jennifer, thank you for your time and for being with us here on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.